This is Live from the Table, recorded at the world-famous Comedy Cellar in New York City. And we are coming at you on Sirius XM 99. Again, on the Laugh Button Podcast Network, Dan Natterman here with Noam Dorman, the owner of the world-famous Comedy Cellar. Periel is joining us again today, as always. Periel Ashenbrand, our producer and on-air talent as well. Things just kind of evolved in that direction. We have with us... Devolved, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we have with us Al Lubell, the great, legendary Al Lubell. Can I ask a quick question? Since you mentioned my name, can I ask a quick question for clarification purposes? Go ahead. When you said the world-famous ca- uh, comedy seller, is that to distinguish it? Is there a non-world-famous comedy seller in existence? I think there's one in England, actually. That's the which comedy you should... store. That's the comedy No, I think there's a comedy seller in it. No. Oh, yes, you're right. There is a comedy, but I don't think one has. I don't think there has to be a non-world famous comedy seller to say world famous. Like if I said the very funny Dan Natterman, there wouldn't have to be an unfunny Dan Natterman for me to say the very funny Dan Natterman. So I think logically, I don't think that holds water. That's that's a good point. We have a jam packed show. We uh, at least we intend to talk mostly about comedy, but you never know how things are going to go, especially when Noam Dorman is around. Things could take a turn toward the political we'll see. But we have with us Al Lubell. He joined us a few months ago to talk about his documentary, Mentally Al, about his career in the world famous documentary. (laughs) Okay, world famous documentary. I would have didn't realize Uh, called Mentally Al, which has been congratulations to Al Lubell, named the best comedy documentary of 2021 by our dear friend who never has a bad word to say about anything. Jason Zinneman. So that's a passive aggressive compliment on your part. It's a great documentary. I saw it. But the fact that Zinneman said it was the number. Al Al, Al, Al is is right to interpret it that way. And Dan is wrong to say that Jason Zinneman never has a bad word to say about anybody because uh, he actually he's taken on some people really head on. He he, this is a guy who does not mince his words. Actually, Jason Zinneman is pretty outspoken. So, uh, yes, that was a shitty thing to say, Dan. And it's not even true. Well, who was he criticizing? Everything I read with Jason Zinneman is is, is Louis, very- he, I, I believe he even gave Chappelle like a like a three out of five star ish review. He didn't use the star system, but that's the way I would have you know described it. Well, he'll take on the big guys, I think. But oh, so that's a passive aggressive insult against me, implying that I'm not a big guy. Well, Al, I'm trying to be truthful. And <laughs> the fact of the matter is your documentary is excellent. I saw it. I judge it to be excellent. And also, I am not a big So you're right. And Al, it fails on another, um, on another uh, standard because even if he doesn't have a bad word to say about anybody, he still distinguished yours as the best. Oh, that's a good point. Look, I, by the way, I make... I, I just want to be clear. I say I, I say the same sorts of things about myself. For example, my book, Iris Spiro Before COVID, was nominated as one of the best comedy books of the year by the Intero Bank. But let's face it, it's the Intero Bank. They're basically promoting comedy. So I don't take that seriously. I'm happy that they included me. But Why don't you take that seriously? Because it's not serious. OK, but Al was nominated by the New York Times to be clear, for people who may, may not know Jason. But was he nominated by the New York Times or yes. by Jason Cinema? By the New York Times. It was the New York Times selected Al's documentary as the number one documentary about comedy. In the world's 20- famous New York Times. <laughs> there you go. 
But regardless, it's it's a great documentary. And how is it, Al? It's it's available on YouTube. I know. I think I saw it on YouTube. Yeah, I think all like all those you know sites, those things. <laughs> if, you say that the New York Times is, if you say that the New York Times is the gold standard, does that mean there has to be a silver standard and a bronze standard uh, newspaper? Okay, go ahead. Enough. It probably what does mean that. <laughs> uh, Al, how's the documentary doing? Uh, well, I don't think it has an existence on its own, really. I mean, I wouldn't. It doesn't really. It's it's just a form of energy. It's not really a life form. The way you say "how's it doing," it sounds like it's alive. <laughs> well, that's one way to interpret it. The other way to interpret it is <laughs> how is it doing in terms of audience reception? Uh, I don't know. You know, that's a good question. I don't know how many people have watched it. You know, uh, the the director Josh Edelman has told me that he'll get back to me to let me know what the numbers are. But I don't know. It's theoretically possible. If you say you've watched it. I know we've guaranteed that two people have watched because I've watched. Well, you you might. I mean, are you on the social media so that you would get, have an indication in terms of people adding you as a friend, following you? That might give if you some indication go by adding as a friend. It's a dismal failure. <laughs> I think I've actually had about eight friends added in the last three months. There's something about hitting five. I think I've, I've been stuck around forty nine fifty for like a year, and I think I've gone up to forty nine fifty seven. But for every friend to on, on what on what on Facebook, on Facebook. Okay. and then I, I always lose a few friends. I'm, you know, I guess some people die or just disinterested with me. Well, Facebook, but, I don't think is the is right, the social media that people use Instagram. to gain a following. It's Instagram. Instagram. I don't try on that. I'm a, a friend put me on and I don't have the mental patience to focus on anything like that. I don't even focus on Facebook. I don't know. I can just barely not die. OK, well, uh, you seem to be doing a. I mean, that's. That would be a I don't know if we want to use that as a segue into Bob Saget. Well, I just want to say, so, Al, I don't know how many people watch the documentary or not. And, you know, I don't know if those what those the standards certainly mean something. I mean, if 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 a, if a, if a documentary goes viral, it certainly means something. But <clears throat> there's so much content out there. <laughs> it's hard to say what catches and what doesn't. But I will tell you that. My kids were fascinated by this documentary. My quid, my kids who were, I guess, eight and nine at the time, really? they sat really interested in this documentary. The whole family did, but they and and they and they were laughing at the jokes. They got the jokes, um, and they and they were interested in the in the story. And I know that Judd Apatow um, uh, thought the documentary was fascinating, and I. I thought it was one of the most interesting documentaries I I've seen. I, I would, I would very, very uh, strongly recommend it. I, I don't see how anybody could watch that and not find it interesting. It's, it's really good. Now, Noam, would you say, was your favorite part of the documentary seeing Al on stage telling his jokes or the backstory, him and his mother, for example, him driving the lift in LA without giving away too much, just some of the, um, the backstory. No, it, it, it was it was all of it. It was just Al is a, is a singular guy. He always has been. Um, I, I guess since there's so much, uh, you know, uh, allusion to the to the mental aspect, I guess it's OK to say he's a little little nutty or, you know, um, not not conformist in terms of the way his mental patterns. Um, and that makes it interesting, but it also makes him funny. Um but he's he's certainly a, you know a, a kind of genius, and again always has been, and um, 
you know, it's just fascinating. It, it's just it's just a fascinating documentary. I think, and and the reason I was interested that my kids liked it because on one level he operates on a very high high a lot of his humor is very highly intelligent, and you might think that only super highly intelligent or sophisticated people would appreciate that. But here with my kids who were, I mean, they're bright kids, but they're only nine and eight and nine years old. And they were really enthralled by it, you know? So I, I think it's quite a, a testament to, to Al and his talent, regardless of, of anybody who watches it. That's what and I by the way, did you know I that I Al- can make money from it? And I know money's another measure. I can't speak to that, but anyway. I don't know, but I must say also, I think that the director really did do a great job. Josh Edelman, the way Excellent. he ordered the scenes and the way it flowed. And uh, yeah, he really did a, I thought he did a great job because uh, he could. And, and, Al, and none of that was staged in any way for the, for the camera. I can't think of anything. The one thing that they did ask me to, I'll say this is right at the end, they asked me, they were interviewing me about what I wanted to do next and my plans. And I just kept being very negative because that's me. And they kept saying, say something positive. <laughs> and I, I had to keep doing retakes. <laughs> well, that would, probably would have been me too. But they, by the way, this sound, uh, Nicole, and this mic is a little long. So, so that's interesting. So, so, you know, you wonder, do you think it was better that you said something? I don't remember what you said, but if, if you did, you know, if you, if you were somehow, if you, if the final cut was actually something that you said because you had pressure to change it a little bit, I kind of think I probably would have liked the original one better. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I would have, uh, I would have never said anything hopeful at towards the end. Like, <laughs> God. You know, uh, <laughs> 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 you know I, and I think it would be cool to have seen that documentary with me ending on just a very negative note and just things, everything's the same except my older and closer to death kind of thing, you know, just like yeah. a real negative note, you know. But now that, and I mean, I really do have to say that as somebody, you know, who I've, written two books and you know the whole thing is like if you get into the times it's like you really do feel like wow like that really feels like a really impressive accomplishment i said that to you today also i mean doesn't that feel like that's fucking cool it does it does you know good. i must okay. admit i do have little glimmers of like good, good feelings but i'm so unused to it and i'm so uncomfortable with it and i'm so like you know, I'm childish and like, I don't want anything new. I just want the same food over and over again. I want my same feelings over and over again. I don't want to change. And, but in some way it was healthy that Josh kept saying, come on, we need something at the end here, just something, you know? And then I said something about, well, I've created my own little style and all that. I didn't want to have to say that. And I felt embarrassed to say it's adult. I don't want to act like an adult. I want to act like an angry child. That's how I really feel. Except, but you, uh, angry children can be proud of themselves too, though. But right? for only doing jerky things. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Al, Al, your your mental thing, your your mental state is this is this consistent throughout your entire life, or has it gone up and down in any way? Were you well? Were you, the were, truth is, I do positive things. I just don't want to have to acknowledge it. I don't want to have to say it. You know, I'll do it, and I'll even think it to myself occasionally, but I don't want to say it verbally out loud. <laughs> and, and, you and you take care of your health, so it's not like you've just let yourself go. You, you, you've lost a lot of weight. You, uh, I think you go to the gym, right? Right. And you eat healthy. You're on the keto diet. Is that what it is? Yeah, and also intermittent fasting. And he does intermittent. So uh, Al is is not throwing in the towel by I'm, any means. I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I say like, <laughs> I'm a hypocrite, you know? Yeah. I'll say, I don't want to be negative, but then I'll do some positive things, but I won't do a lot of positive things. I'll just do a few basic. I want to keep surviving as much as I can being negative. 
by the way, uh, Al is a singer. I don't know if you knew this. And no. I don't, do you want to, can I, can I mention it? Al? Wait, 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 would it be fair to say then that you have a very constructive attitude about being negative? <laughs> uh, I guess uh, that'd be fair to say. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Is it okay. possible known that Al can sing on one of the Monday nights? I would love that. Al's a great singer. Oh, I'm not a great. Come on. Yeah, yeah, he's good. You're a musical guy. Well, there's a big difference between great singer and good. Make up your mind. <laughs> well, 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 yeah, you're right. You're not a great singer. You know, you know. Great singer for a non-singer. You know, yeah, but singing is a strange thing because there's there's such a thing as like being able to sing with a beautiful tone of voice and blah, 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 right? But there's another thing, which is just like a, like a musical person in almost any tone of voice can make good music. And 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 you'd be surprised, like musicians are very forgiving of that because it like may not, it might not come through on a record in the same way, but uh, you're a musical guy. And, and therefore, like all the musicians will enjoy playing while you sing. So well, what about but would you say Bob Dylan is in that category? He doesn't necessarily hit the notes as perhaps as as precisely as as somebody else but no i i don't think musicians would enjoy bob dylan uh, uh, if they didn't know him and he were not singing his own songs i think i think it's very difficult to separate dylan's singing from the entire gestalt uh, of bob dylan and the persona and everything like that but you know i i don't know dylan's singing outside his own material well enough to really comment on that but i know i know that my father who did know dylan at the time could not believe that Bob Dylan became the star that he was. And, and he had to concede that Blowing in the Wind was kind of a good song. And he would say, I just don't believe he wrote it. <laughs> but what about, I mean, Tambourine Man and, and My Back Pages? No, no, there's, no que- there's no question Dylan wrote great songs. There's no question. And by the way, I kind of like Dylan singing in his early albums. Before, Dylan kind of like, like, you know how Peter Falk, became a caricature of Columbo and the later Columbo. I don't know if anybody, any Columbo aficionados here. I think a he better like, analogy might or, be um, Al, Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah. 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 Bob Dylan kind of became a caricature of Dylan the longer he went on, but the early Dylan, like, um, you know, free will and Bob Dylan, whatever that album is. I thought he sang really nicely. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're, we're, on, we're, to- that's I agree, but actually blown in the wind, Bob Dylan, I believe, took that melody he created the lyrics but that's an old folk melody i believe oh is that true your dad was half right my father was right yeah well i i never heard that do we do we want to um and we should talk about uh bob saget can we before we do that one more thing about my singing i remember (laughs) but i remember about uh i remember i sang with your band once at the cafe wad years ago you remember that but i remember your you said to me how you need to be louder and you're right i was shy i was scared i wasn't that loud Right. I don't remember that, but yeah, it's important. But I sang uh, since I fell for you. Remember that yeah. jazz classic? Yeah, yeah. But I'd like yeah. to get back. You do it every Monday. Every uh, Monday. Well, we haven't been doing it during Omicron, but we might start again next week. Oh, okay. Wow, you're coming out of the the, the cave. I, I'm thinking about it. If not, if not, they, they might do it without me that week. Uh, it depends what the positivity level is. I know. I, I just want to say. I don't it. mean the positivity level, Al's negativity. I mean the positivity <laughs> level of Omicron. <laughs> What's the positivity level now? If, if Al's positivity level is higher and the Omicron level is lower, we, we might <laughs> meet in the middle and do it. <laughs> I know people sometimes um, have issue with my abrupt segues, but unfortunately, we don't have commercial breaks. So, uh, and there are topics that we have to get to. So, go ahead. Yeah. Go sometimes, ahead. unfortunately, I just don't I'll see any other way it. around it. Uh, we have to change. We have to change topics sometimes abruptly. And and we have to talk about uh, Bob Saget, obviously, who died this week at the age of 65 in a hotel room in Orlando, Florida. 
as far as I know, the cause of death is as yet to be determined, but a heart attack or, or a stroke, I think, are the leading, uh, you know, the leading uh, candidates, I guess, for want of a better word. Um, and of course, the outpouring on social media has been I don't know that I've ever seen an outpouring. Uh, I mean, obviously, Norm Macdonald, the outpouring was amazing. Um, trying to think of somebody else. I mean, I think Saget, uh, I don't know that it, there, that people are talking about him more, but you're hearing more about what a great guy he was. I mean, I've, I've never seen an outpouring of how of people saying how nice somebody was. And I didn't really know him. Does it? Can anybody speak to that? Yeah, I, could, I remember I was in law school and I remember a guy named Jeffrey Marcus. I remember his name. He went to college, undergrad with Bob or high school. He knew him. And he said, when you go out to L.A., I said, I'm going out for the summer to L.A. in 79 just to check out the comedy scene. He said, look up Bob. He's uh, Bob Saget, my friend. And I looked, I went to the Westwood Comedy Store and Bob was there. And he was incredibly nice to me, just a really warm party. He introduced me. I remember Lenny Bruce used to have a girlfriend. I can't remember her name now, but she uh, was there performing. Lotus Weinstock, she was performing at the West. He introduced me to her. He talked to me. He was just a warm guy. You know, he wasn't a celebrity, yet, but he's just a wonderful, just a really good guy. And I knew him over the years. And he was the first guy that told me he pointed out I was narcissistic. I didn't <laughs> I didn't even know I was. But he told me, really, uh, you're pretty up there, you know, because I, I spent a week and op a week opening for him at San Jose uh, com uh, Comedy Club in San Jose, real nice to me. Was that also in, in the seven? I mean, late, or 80s, the early mid 80s. Mid 80s. We played racquetball every day. We hung out. But he says, Al, oh, you really have some narcissism issues. I, I think that. I think that <laughs> I think that people who are nice pre-fame are nice post-fame, generally speaking. I, I, and people who are ass. I mean, I think it accentuates whatever you have. I mean, Noam, is that your experience or you know that? Yes, I, I, I would even broaden that out to uh, people don't change. In every in every profession, in everything in life, just people are. They, they, I mean, I had I talk about this. I had a when Facebook first came around, and I I re, I reconnected with my third grade class, and a bunch of us all got together and had a little reunion. We hadn't seen each other, third, fourth, fifth grade kind of thing. They were all exactly the same, like like no one had changed. It was it was it was, it was stunning. That's hilarious. Well, there were some people from my high school that really weren't nice, but that that are obviously a lot nicer now that, you know, like kind of. Yeah, they're probably they're probably faking it. There, there is there is kind of the 12 step thing where somebody with anger issues like learns to be nice, you know, but you can see right through it. And, and eventually they crack. Well, I don't I don't spend enough time with them, but. Um, well, psychologists say your personality is shaped by the age of five. Did you know that that's the theory in psychology? Yeah, but, I agree with that. Um, so, so, uh, something I posted on, on, um, Instagram tongue in cheek, but I think it's worth discussing. I, I said that, you know, uh, we, we, we weep that, that, um, Bob Saget only lived till 65. We rejoice that he never had to work cruise ships <laughs> and, um, yeah, got a, I mean, for me, it got a lot of likes, but anyway, the point being is that 65, Years of success, 65 years of now, no one's going to jump down my throat saying I know the cost of everything and the value of nothing. But um, he achieved his I mean, I don't know what his dreams were and I don't know if he achieved his dreams and maybe he didn't. But I think I think a lot of comics have to be thinking to themselves, OK, 65 is not great. 85 is better. 95 is better. But 65 and achieved all your goals or seemingly achieved all your goals became very, very successful. 
never had to, as I said, work cruise ships. Uh, Al, what do you think of that? Well, my first reaction is I think Bob wanted to was really into acting. I think he may have wanted to really be a big time actor, I think, maybe. I, I'm just getting that sense from what we're talking. So maybe that's one dream he didn't get to. Like he was a successful sitcom actor, but mm -hmm. he may have wanted to have been a big film actor. I'm, I think he might have said that to me. I'm not sure. But uh, that could be something he felt. He Narcissists did. don't listen. So what were, what were you... What were you <laughs> What were you thinking? What's your point, Dan? My point is, is that <laughs> is that it's sad and he only lived till 65. But is that sadder than a guy that lives till 80 and never did anything interesting? But Dan, you're defining life in terms of your goals. I mean, it's nice to achieve your goals. The man has a family. He has children without him. Children he didn't get to see grow up. I mean, I, guess well, I think his children are adult children. But but your point is well get them to, to fall, you know, into into really like establishing themselves in the world. I don't know his children, but I know that they're like early twenties or something. Yeah, I guess. Kind yeah, kind of pieces together. I remember we had to make an exception for one of his daughters one time who was underage. I don't know. That was a few years ago. So, um, I mean, there's there's more to life than you know. Well, I, I think that his daughters are a little bit older, actually. I, I think I think if you them, asked any. But, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But I mean, he posted something on social media like the day before he died, saying that he had just done two hours on his new tour and it was such a thrill. And he seemed to like really be just elated. He was like, I'm this I'm back in stand up. I feel like I when I was like 26 and it's just incredible. And plus, he said he did two hours. Yeah. Which is unique for a headline. Then most of them are off in an hour, an hour. Yeah. He said, I didn't even realize I did two hours. Right. right? Well, so so the point is, I think the point. Let, let's it's a larger point in terms of quality versus quantity. Now, Nicole, you're a young girl, right? I guess. Well, OK, I, I, you're in your 20s, I think. If, if I said I'm going to offer you a, I don't know what your goals are. I'm going to offer you a life. Uh, of achieving whatever goals you set for yourself, but you, you die at 65 or you live till 85 and and you not and you don't achieve anything of note. What would you choose if I offered you that choice? I don't know. I mean, it's hard because it depends on what you value and what you've come to terms with. So it's kind of hard to say. Also, you don't get to make those kinds of, you know, like Noam said, I think it's a fair point. You know, we, we can objectively say that's incredible, but you know, all everybody else is devastated for him. I, I think for the person, it's probably fine. Like, you don't know you're dead, right? Like you have. Well, I don't know. We didn't nobody's ever come back to discuss it. Some people. This is just how, how life, how, how time flies because is, is all his youngest daughters are, you know, are already in her late 20s. So this, you know, it's like just seemed like yesterday she was at the cellar, but. I guess she's older now. I bet you ask any comedian, you, 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 um, can you live till 65 and achieve everything you want or 85 and you go nowhere? I think a lot of them would take the 65. Now, I think I'd take 85. Honestly. You would take, uh, yeah, I just want to keep living. Yeah. You know, I'm I mean, without. Uh, I think, I think I'd choose 85. I think at 25, I'd have chosen the 65. At the current age I'm at now, I would choose the 85 because I'm not that far from 65. Right. But I think if you'd asked me that at 25, I would have taken the 65. But, you know, a 25 year old doesn't for a 25 year old, 65, 85, that's probably not that big. a Like, you know, that's like they both seem like they're going to be so far in the future. I thought this was a more interesting point than Noam seems to think it is. I, no, I think it's an interesting point. I, I guess I, what's interesting to me about it is. Because of your 
no, don't get no, don't get upset <laughs> because of your narrow life in terms of essentially you 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 get up and you and you do your spots. You wrote a book that was that's a big exception, but but that's it. Like you know, you don't have a love life, you don't have a family, you don't have, a, and you don't even aspire to those things as far as you let on. Then you you immediately put it really in those terms where I'm. I've, I've achieved not all every goal. I've achieved most, many, many of the goals I had in my life. And I, and I get almost no pleasure out of having achieved those goals. Um, I just want to live for a long, long time. And I want to see my kids as long as I can. And I think what I'm saying is, is common for people who have families. Well, but we could also reframe the question. Would you want to live till 65 with a family that you love or 85 alone? We're still getting back to the quantity versus quality question, which, we can reframe 85 alone, 85 alone. Okay. <laughs> <Let's be honest. laughs> right. I mean, like the question is still valid in terms of quantity versus quality. Yes, yes, yes. It is. And I don't and, and it may well be that Bob was happy. I, he seemed like a happy guy. And usually people that are that nice are happy. I think but, it's incredible to have that many people talk about how wonderfully kind you are and brilliantly funny. I mean, that's really a testament Um, yeah, and yeah, also, but I've never seen this dark set. He had a lot of sexual material. Yeah, on. I never yeah, saw yeah. him do that. So I'd be you know, but it's it's cool that he had all those. He had a dark side, but also was a wonderfully kind guy. You know, he's just a very Wait, but he, did he have a dark side? He told dirty jokes. But does that mean it's a dark side? I mean, we're all sexual creatures, right? It's not dark, but he's letting out the id. Yeah, which is good. My dark would be like if he joked about beating a girl with a shovel. That was his closer. <laughs> <laughs> but but, uh, but just just the fact that he was a sexual being and talked about that isn't dark. Right. Well, he was super, super dirty, like exceptionally so. But I don't see that as dark. I don't see dirty I, and yeah, dark. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So but it's not light either. Where would you put dirty? I just put it as dirty. Right. I just put it as dirty. You know, I, I don't I don't. Well, put what it, does dirty even mean? Well, dirty generally means sexual. Right. Isn't that sad that sexual is considered dirt? Well, you could make that point. Yeah. I mean, uh, would you agree with that point? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's sad. It's it's um, Norm, what do you think? Are you punting to me? Yes, because you. I don't know how to say it. I don't want dead air. Um, do I think it's sad that that I, you know I I don't know like it, it cut, and Periel probably um, what do you think Periel <laughs> no, no Periel probably, I was going uh, I actually was, that made me think of when I started talking about getting your period and ah. you, you, you and Steve immediately told me that I was being unladylike which incensed me like to no end you're being an extreme lady in fact that's what I that's exactly what I said I said I can't think of anything Look. more ladylike. <laughs> Well, if, if, if Eve hadn't bitten that apple, you wouldn't have that problem every month. I don't know if that, it's a problem. That's God's punishment. You know, so, so there's this song, you know, white ass pussy, that song, you know. Oh, my God. And what? I mean, you don't know that. I do know that. I've just uh, never heard you. use And, and, and like so my, and my daughter apparently is aware of this song and WAP and what it means. And that's dirty. Right. And then was it sad that it's like. Yeah, you know, in a, in a kind of a visceral sense, I feel like, yeah, that's just not, she doesn't need to 
she, you know, it's like childhood is magical and non-sexual and she doesn't need to know no. about wet ass pussy songs. I don't know. So well, like, maybe, childhood maybe wasn't non-sexual. I don't know. Huh? Childhood wasn't so non-sexual for you and that rabbi during your bar mitzvah lesson. I told you that in confidence, Dan. <laughs> oh, you said you I think you talked about it on the podcast. You did. He talked about it on the air. <laughs> no, for, for those, I, nothing actually happened. A rabbi did, did attempt to uh, uh, to have his way with me, but uh, uh, it didn't happen. But but uh, it, 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 he did try. That's out fucking rageous. Yeah, during yeah. a Well, how 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 unsexual is childhood these days? Where you can go online and see everything and hear everything and research everything. It's a big problem. Now, I, yeah, I, you have a young kid. Do you are you able to uh, keep? You know, I mean, do you lock the internet? I don't know. You can you have I'm, childhood. I, Childproof the internet or something? I, I try really, really hard to shield him from a lot. I, I mean, okay, so like, let me interrupt Periel there because we had a fight one time. And, and this, I guess I'm going to have to agree with Al. So I said to, to Periel's son, who's eight, his name is Ari. I said, hey, Ari, what did the elephant say to the naked man? He says, what? I says, how do you breathe through that thing? And she got. <laughs> She's she's furious <laughs> with me for telling her son an inappropriate joke. I'm like, that is a cute joke for an eight-year-old. It's an first elephant. of all, I wasn't the only one that got furious. Juanita like, was like, furious is, also. So you know what? That's a dirty joke. Like he doesn't penis know such jokes. A for, first of all, yes, it's you not don't about need sex. To... Well, so there's your answer, Al. That that yeah. that these parents think that there are things that shouldn't be, that are. Adult. That's for children, though, not for yes, adults. But, right. but the point yes, is, but, sex uh, is a category that we need to separate out, according to Perry Allen. No. Who do you think you tell that joke to? An, old, an adult? That's a, that is a kid's joke about a peepee. That's not about sex. You know, they don't even have to know what sex is or that what the altered state of consciousness. Of yeah, it's sex like is. it's not like he it's said, just, "Hey, I mean, here's a joke that you couldn't say to a little kid." <laughs> like the guy pulls over in the van and says, "Kid, you get in my van." I'll give you a piece of candy. And the kid says, give me the whole bag. It can come on my face. <laughs> that, that, that's a classic, by the way. <laughs> but that's a joke you wouldn't say to uh, an eight year old uh, Ari uh, Finkelbrand. So I, I don't think because it, then his face will be dirty. I don't think dirty. that a nine year old should know Cardi B's wet ass pussy song. Like, I don't I don't think that there's any reason in the world why that's necessary. That's clear by the transitive property that you don't think a nine year old just hear what an elephant said to a naked man. So I mean, that one's OK. And I think Juanita got more mad than I did. No, Juanita didn't get mad. Yes, yeah, she one. did. She said you shouldn't be telling penis jokes to a table full of fucking children. Well, when you put it when you put it like that, it sounds much worse. You're calling it an is. elephant. <laughs> <laughs> how you label it <laughs> it's a cute joke um by like the way it. i like it. by the way uh i was reading that aziz's special is dropping uh nightclub comedian and um on the 25th i believe of january of uh january yeah i think it was um but it didn't name the club that he that he taped it at that he filmed it at uh, i uh, well uh what didn't name it the 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 all the articles I now he filmed it here is that correct no yeah of or course can we not say I, it? I, I read it in one article and that's what, I have a Google alert for the comedy seller so I saw an article that mentioned the comedy seller but that's you know, obviously doesn't tell me how many articles were well, the one in Variety didn't mention the club another article I read said believed to be uh, taped at the comedy seller so I was wondering if it's supposed to be on the DL or if 
No, no, you'll see it on the camera. That it's it'll say com- so the they didn't they didn't cover up the sign that says Comedy Cellar. I hope not. No, What's I don't the think mean? the down low. Uh-huh. There's a tremendous, uh, you know, it, it's almost I'm talking like African American like contributions to language is almost like Yiddish. It, I mean, or even exceeds Yiddish. And like you just said, his special dropped. That's 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 not that's an African American on the DL is is African American. Uh, don't diss me this i mean there's so many um clever things which once they get introduced into the language there's no other word that really fits for them that come uh, from the african-american community it's it's, uh, well, I, it's i guess i would have said it deserves recognition more than it gets I think. well we here at the at, at, at live from the table do recognize the contributions especially as we approach martin luther king's birthday good segue <laughs> We do recognize their linguistic contributions. Now, I guess, h- how old is the word dropped in that context? Ten years? I don't remember when people started saying dropped. In the 90s, no? Well, maybe, but I don't recall it going back to the 90s, but it might, well, I mean, time goes so quickly, it might have, it might be from the 90s. I guess I would have said comes out. But were yeah. released. Or was released. Drops out. Or premieres. Yeah. Now, those words, I think, are are... are precise enough but they don't uh, i guess they don't they're not as as fun as dropped well drop sounds cool i'd personally be embarrassed to say dry. i don't feel that cool so i would hate to say that i dropped something i, I feel like i'm kidding well drop, yeah i think drop if a special a drops you you have to be uh, at least under 50 right for something to drop well i could drop dead <laughs> I think I mean, you know, well, in 2004, Snoop, you wouldn't say that Woody Allen's new movie is dropping. No. (laughs) 2004, Snoop Dogg's release. Drop it like it's hot. Not only that, but anyway, whatever. I there's somebody somebody should make a list of all these terms. I bet you like things would ever realize like groovy and uh, well, yeah, groovy probably was originally. It sounds so white, though, groovy. I associate groovy with Greg Brady. So I don't yeah. know if it was originally black and then and then the Brady cool. Bunch. Stuff. Cool, for sure. Cool, man. That's cool. We should get that Scrabble guy back here. Well, and he, do like he, whole... he, he may not know etymology. He just knows a lot of words. Cool might have started in the 50s, like maybe with Dobie Gillis. Remember Dobie Gillis shows? Mm-hmm. No one heard of Dobie Gillis. He was yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. The guy, his co-star was the guy uh, from Gilligan's Island. Bob Denver or Jeff Bob Denver. Denver. So, wow. so Noam, are you excited about the publicity that might be garnered from this special that is going to be uh, featured? Can I say one, more th- one more thing about this language? Thing, you know, because ju- just to have the 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 uh, you couldn't explain it that everybody would get it. That to say when something is really good, we're going to say that's bad. That's bad, man. Like that's very deep in a way that all humans get this. Nobody says, what the, what the fuck's the matter with you? Why would you say something is good is bad? But that's just, it's interesting, you know? Um, well, if I can say, uh, if I may bring up uh, uh, an analogous- publicity. I, I love publicity, yeah, it'd be great. An analogous French yeah. term, uh, pas terrible, and my pronunciation is horrible, I understand this, yeah. uh, means not terrible, but is often used to mean not great. So if I said that my set was not, was n'était pas terrible, no, it wasn't terrible. That would, would can be used to mean it's not great. So uh, it's the same thing. It's not terrible, meaning not too great. So terrible to mean great. So it's analogous. I don't know if that's if they took it from us 
or if that's sort of natural kind of thing that linguistically people do. I don't know. Say one word to me in the opposite word. That sounds like the opposite of what we're saying. No, it's not the opposite. Pas terrible means not terrible. And it's used to mean not great. So if I say, how is your hamburger? Pas terrible. Again, the pronunciation is awful, but not, how's your hamburger? Not terrible would be used in that context to mean it's not very good. But they both sound like so-so to me. Not terrible, not great. Yeah, bad means good. Like bad means the opposite. Yeah, and not terrible means the opposite of not terrible. It means not good. If I said, how's it say? Not terrible, not great. I, no, but, I, I, but would, I, would, I would have trouble discerning. Which it doesn't better. mean so-so. It means it's bad. Oh, so no. it means bad. you said not great it means bad. It not means not terrible means not terrible. good. It's not terrible. good. Not terrible means terrible. Yeah, it means bad. OK, I don't know if it means no, terrible. Not terrible doesn't mean bad. Not terrible means not bad. Not terrible. Yeah, yeah but that's not what not, not terrible bad. means in, in French slang. It would mean it's not it's not it's it's it's, it's not, not good. It's it's the. Nicole, can you help me out here? Are you understanding what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I get it, Dan. I, you know, as, as someone who doesn't speak French, I'm, I believe you that there's something there. Well, I think it's pretty much but the as exact as same someone thing. Who speak, as, as, since we all speak jive, I think you understand what I'm saying. Yes, I didn't need subtitles in Aeroplane. You know, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, for the record, remember that scene. That was, that was an Aeroplane reference. For our, younger, for our younger viewers may not remember a scene in the movie Aeroplane. They had black people talking with subtitles. Yeah. Um. So so you have. Uh, okay, so anyway, yes, Al, Dan, talk about him, please. <laughs> well, um, do we have more questions for Al? I, I did want to talk about the comic strip very quickly. Go ahead. The comic strip, apparently uh, the, one of the clubs here in New York posted something on Instagram, uh, posted a picture of their club. And underneath it, it said uh, with, a, with an American flag and it said a freak hashtag freedom hashtag um, F F mandates hashtag um, enough already and hashtag Nuremberg. Oh, they spell no, it Nuremberg. Nuremberg with an N. They spell it with an N. <laughs> Nuremberg. But anyway, so they since have re have removed the hashtag uh, Nur uh, the, the hashtags from that post, and it's just a picture of the club. But there was some controversy. I, I mean, not it didn't make the front pages of the national of the New York Times, but. Um, you know, it they got some anti-Semitic. They called the post anti-Semitic. Some have called it that because it said hashtag Nuremberg. Yeah, that's it's comparing a... the vax mandates to the Holocaust, which a lot of people have done. People have worn Jewish stars to compare. Uh, and people yeah. have said that this is anti-Semitic. There's a big thing on um, well, Instagram right now of this. These people who are shaving their heads and holding up pictures of like yellow stars comparing themselves to right and people see this as anti-semitic and i and noam you've made the point that it's kind of the opposite of anti-semitic of course it's not anti-semitic well okay let me say a few things and uh, but I, I don't know i'll do you have any comment on this because yeah well it seems like they're trying to say that uh you, they're being victims like the jews were in the holocaust and to say that yeah. the jews were victims in the holocaust is not anti-semitic no, no but it's a crazy analogy. It's a crazy analogy. It's an over the top crazy analogy, as almost every analogy is to Hitler. But um, and, and it's, it's I mean, you could if you wanted to try to make yours, he's trivializing. Not, but the point is, obviously, somebody's saying this is bad, just like what happened to the Jews was bad. It's not this is great. Like what happened to the Jews was great. Like 
it's so stupid to call it. But also, Nuremberg was a good thing because it was, uh, you know, justice for the Jews. No, That's you're right. thinking of the Nuremberg <laughs> trials. Yeah, this is the Nuremberg, Nuremberg law. laws, Nuremberg laws, uh, which preceded yeah. well, a little history lesson is in order. The Nuremberg laws were instituted in the 30s, I believe. And they they uh, discriminated. They said, like, Jews couldn't be doctors or Jews could only yeah. marry Jews, this sort of thing. Oh, I but, uh, but, but, here, but, here, but here's what I find interesting. I always thought that I was the only person in show business, as it were, let alone the comedy club business, who was kind of right of center in political views. But as it turns out, the other clubs are nuts. They are all <laughs> like, they are like hotbeds of anti-vax uh, um, Looney Tunes, libertarian, like, like they're, it's crazy what they're into. And they're not even keeping it to themselves. They're tweeting it out in New York City, like, like, which is almost self-destructive um, to me. But I, what, what is their beef with the Vax mandate? Well, besides the comic strip, who else has come out against mandates? Well, definitely, I'm. Uh, well, well, actually, stand of New York, that guy, right? Danny's older. Yeah, no. New York, and also the stand. They're all, and they, and I would exclude Gotham and Caroline's because I, I, I think we, you know, I haven't seen anything. They, they keep above the fray. But these other clubs, and obviously, I'm using nuts uh, to be funny. I, I respect everybody's opinion. I'm just, I'm just surprised that they're all so vehemently upset about people being, you know, vax mandates. I mean. Like how everybody in Manhattan's everybody in New York City is vaccinated anyway. Like if, if they had no vax mandate, what difference would it make to us? Because it because you have to check the vax cards or whatever it is. I don't know. Well, people don't, don't check those vax cards, by the way, very uh, attentively. I know here at the cellar they do. I think yeah. I think yeah. they do. Well, we do. But, but everywhere I, mean, I go, it, I take out a card. They look at it. They're clearly not looking at my name yeah. and they don't check my ID, generally speaking. And they're just trying to get people in the door. I mean, I will acknowledge that given now that um, Omicron, given now that being vaccinated doesn't seem to matter, it matters to how sick you'll get, but it doesn't seem to matter to how likely you are to catch it, how likely you are to spread it. I mean, it, it just seems to be a non-important detail in terms of your interaction with the outside world anymore. I don't really see the point in the, in the vax mandate anymore. But back before that, when it really meant if, if everybody in the place was vaccinated, it meant nobody had COVID, which means you can bring your family there. You can bring your grandmother there. You can bring people, you can bring your unvaccinated children there. I was very much for these uh, requirements that everybody be vaccinated in a restaurant. Al, are you now, a COVID survivor? I believe I've had it. Yeah. Uh, but I was doing intermittent. Are you a survivor? Obviously, a tongue in cheek. I, I had sniffles. Yeah, right. there's another Holocaust reference, Dan. Anti-Semite. <laughs> Go ahead. But you mean what? Did I have COVID? Did you have COVID? Yeah, I believe I, I. I don't know for a fact. I never had the test, but I lived with Louis Schaefer at his house. Him and his girlfriend had it. It's a very small little place, and I felt a little under the weather for a day. But I'm pretty sure I, I had it. But I don't know. I was doing intermittent fasting. I don't know for a fact if it's true, but I think fasting raises your immune system. From what I see it on YouTube, that's the Joe Rogan uh, technique. Does he do oh. no, but he talks about healthy living as a as a, as a, as a way to combat COVID, which I guess is is has some value, but probably there's a lot of limited. I, do, I, think. I think I think isn't one of the risk factors being overweight. Like yeah, uh, you know. But but I, I don't think that's going to give you lesser symptoms. I mean, 
I don't know about that. Well, maybe, but I, I don't. I, I would guess your intermittent fasting was not the reason you had light symptoms, if indeed it was COVID. That would be my guess. Of course, I'm not a doctor. Okay, maybe you're right. But yeah, so I just had not one day. I felt really bad, kind of bad. But uh, yeah, I didn't have a bad case. Of it. Wait, but Noam, you do think that there should be a vax mandate because it without it, I mean, the hospitals would just be filled. I mean, beyond with people like the the only reason that we're not in the hospitals is because we've been vaccinated so many times. I mean, you still agree with that, don't you? I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I, I think that um, you've really taken a turn. Well, when the facts change, your, your, your opinions change what, what at the point where. Whether or not you're vaccinated or not really doesn't affect other people at all anymore. Leaving aside the hospital issue for a second. But well, you in, can't though. That's critical. Yeah, just leaving it for, I said for a second, just let's just, let's just dispose of everything. Let's leave it. If, if the hospital is the only issue, then we can focus on that. So before it meant that you, you weren't just going to keep yourself healthy. It meant you were going to keep your grandmother healthy. It meant you keep your children healthy. It meant that you were um, doing your part for society. Um, it's like the measles. Like, what, what do I care if other kids get measles vaccines? Well, they're kids, so of course we protect them. But, but more, more selfishly, I don't want kids without measles vaccine because I don't want my kids to get measles. I don't want it spreading. But if, but if there's no threat of that, if there's no breakthroughs or whatever it is, you know, I, I don't know how important it is. Um, and it's more mild. Now, the hospital things, I, I mean, most people will get vaccinated. Very few people got vaccinated because it's, there's a mandate. There is no mandate now, right? There's no law that says you have to get vaccinated. It depends. Where is there a law that says you have to get vaccinated? I don't, there's not a law, but like certain companies and schools. I mean, no, there, yeah, but there's that, no that's law. All, that's all being implemented after, uh, sure. you know, after 75, 80% of people are already vaccinated. Most people do it because they want to stay healthy. Um, are the hospitals overrun? I'm not even sure they are. We, there was a statistic out yesterday that only 49% of the people in the hospital with COVID are in the hospital for COVID. In other words, there's so much COVID around that people are in the hospital for various things and they're testing positive, but that's not right. actually why they're there. Hospitalization is certainly up. And you're also is, saying that, that you're is, 20 times less likely to die if you've been vaccinated. Well, that's up to you. You're 20, I mean, you can make cigarettes out, out law by the, the you're, you're way less likely to die if you don't smoke. We don't, we don't tell people they can't smoke. Like I'm not, I, well, I'm not, I don't know how to think about it. like, I'm not uh, um, terribly or drinking. I'm like, I'm not terribly crazy to tell people what they have to do and don't have to do, especially when it means taking an injection of, substance into their bodies which for people who care about a woman's you know like people are right to my body right to my body oh well, for the yeah. love of god are you no, really I'm serious go what is it no i'm serious like what does it mean to have a right to your body well if a right to your body means yes but it's not just your own body it affects us all well then you know there's a compromise but if like you don't get the vaccine and you might die of a disease and it doesn't affect me at all and it means having to like in the end, like maybe it put you down on the table, strap you down and give you a shot at, at the extreme where, you know, the law in the end means at the point of a gun kind of, or at the point of your liberty. I don't know if I support a, a mandate. I mean, I believe in some freedom to, to, to not take, especially, especially people who are younger, who have almost no risk of 
Dying well, it's COVID? a balancing act. You have to look at what the effect is on others versus your, your bodily autonomy and make make a, and which is what the Supreme Court did in Roe versus Wade. They, they made they balanced it out. They said, well, women should have bodily autonomy, but a fetus is not nothing. So what we're going to do is we're going to say states have a right to restrict abortion uh, after the first trimester. But we're going to say that in the first trimester, they have no such right. That's Hold on, this is my daughter, Mila. Come here, sweetheart. Come here. Whether you agree with that or not, that's what the Supreme Court did. Hello, Mila. Hi, Mila. Mila. Mila, what did the elephant say to the naked man? You're not going to say, okay, good girl. All right. <laughs> I, you wanted to check my writing project. It's a hundred points though. It's a big one. I'll, I'll check it. When are you done? Uh, I'm almost finished. She wants me to check her writing project. I'll, ch I'll check. You it. want to check my writing. Yes, I want to check. Mila, come meet Al Lubell. I'm told you're a fan. Who? She has a, remember we saw that documentary about the comedian. I got a reminder about it. This is, it was almost like eight months ago. We all, we all watched the, 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 I don't want to describe it. We all watched the documentary. He says his name a lot. Comedian who had like like mental issues. And <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. So it was forgettable. Well, it was eight months ago, and a lot has happened since. Yeah. Sure. Like an eighth uh, of. If her I showed it to you, remember it in an instant. So anyway, Al, Al is living. Come back to COVID for one moment. Yeah, go ahead. So would you say then, Noam, or anybody here, would you say that it's wrong for the government to, to have a law saying suicide is illegal? I mean, it's illegal to commit suicide. It's a felony. It's also yourself. illegal to have anal sex in a lot of states. Well, that's while not. committing suicide <laughs> um, or suicide by booga booga. But um, but the law, the government says you are not allowed to end your life. Well, but the attempted suicide is not is, is attempted suicide illegal because nobody's been prosecuted. No, I have it. a joke. on Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Should I tell I don't know. Is suicide oh, illegal right? or is is are you authorized? I don't think suicide's it illegal. Is, it is yeah, illegal. It's a felony. It's so illegal. Felony, but what are they going to do? Let me let me Google dead? that. You know, I, I was trying to write a joke. Like, what are they? I guess you look. I mean, it got away. I think symbolically <laughs> they're trying to discourage it. Obviously, it has no real meaning. I thought, that Wait, is that the that, joke? Yeah. Wait, say it. No, I have a, no, suicide's a felony. It's a crime. But what are they going to do? You know, they look at your court. And he got away. That's you know? <laughs> great. Right. I like it. I haven't. You know, suicide is no longer considered a crime in the United States. However, some states have attempted suicide listed as a crime in their criminal statutes. It's ridiculous. No, um, I know that. That's just refreshing. Suicide's no longer. But attempted suicide is. Well, I have a joke on that. Like penalties. I used to be a lawyer, so I said I I like to think of penalties for crimes that make no sense. Like for the crime of attempted suicide, the death penalty. <laughs> but what you are allowed to do is you are allowed to. I'm pretty sure is to prevent somebody from committing suicide using physical force. So whereas normally it would be assault to hold Al. Uh, Al Lubell down, you know, uh, uh, against his will or to to to, um, you know, to physically. Restrain him if he's committing suicide or trying to, I am authorized then to do that. So that I know is true, like a depressed suicide. You, you can press citizens arrest. Well, if you want to look at it that way, <laughs> but you are authorized to use physical force to stop somebody from committing suicide. So so I know that's the case. That's I don't know if that's really right or fair. Can, uh, can I um, can I just encourage suicide, by the way, this is a comedy podcast. Right? Sometimes I, I would I would be against uh, I, you know, a law of suicide. It's silly. But anyway, just to show Periel, just um, so I, I looked this up, I forgot. So this is uh, just some headlines. I'm showing them on the thing. Hospitals overwhelmed by flu patients are treating them in tents. That's from uh, uh, 2000, uh, no, 
I forget what, no, I think it's from the, the 90s. Anyway, the 2019 bad flu season tests you has hospitals. The 2000 early flu outbreak has hospitals overflowing. 2004, full emergency rooms are feeling the effects of the flu. This is the thing. The point being that hospitals have been overrun with the flu many times. We don't force flu vaccines. But aren't we? there, okay, point taken, but aren't there plenty of other vaccines that like kids have to take to go to school that are not in the category of? Well, we, we are protective of children because. M- but wait, uh, but wait, like polio, uh, MMR, like aren't there a mumps, measles, rubella? Like the, are, the, are those terribly contagious? I, you know, I don't know. The, I don't know all the details and I don't know the, what the breakthrough infections are and all that. But we, we do okay, have. Well, but no, but we do have an out, back to that. We have a, an area of the law which um, requires parents to be responsible for the health and safety of their children, including vaccinations. But these and and uh, if children were dying of covid, I would be very much for a mandate that required parents to get their children vaccinated for covid. However, I don't know what that has to do with the 25-year-old dude, you know, uh, on the street, why he should have to get vaccinated. He has almost zero risk of dying of COVID. And as long as he can't, as long as being vaccinated doesn't mean he's more or less likely than someone unvaccinated to pass it along to someone who's high risk, what do I care if he's vaccinated? I don't care. Seems to make sense. Unless, as Perry Alice brought up, he's going to wind up overflowing the emergency room to such an extent that it's going to cause a health crisis. Yeah, but I don't think it is. That doesn't seem to be happening, especially with Omicron. It's not as uh, you know severe. Yeah. It spreads more, but it's not as powerful. Well, I don't know. I think there's a lot of hospitalizations even with Omicron, but I'm not, I'm not there sure. Is. There is, but, but you're right. Listen, everything is, is a balancing act. A, a lot of things. But the question is, you know, are, are we looking at both sides of the ledger? I guess that, that what I would distinguish in my thinking from what seems to go into other people's thinking is that I actually think it is quite a serious thing to order people at the penalty of law to take an injection of anything. That, 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 is, a, that is a weighty thing, weightier than people I think are willing to uh, consider. That's all. But I'm saying we already do that. Well, with children who we have to step in and make decisions for them, in certain situations because they are not adults. And, and, they, and, and these are these are horribly crippling diseases. Uh, 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 polio. I mean, these are you didn't have you didn't have to have a mandate for the polio vaccine. I mean, everybody just lined up and took the polio vaccine. We have another whole thing going on, which is these nutty people who were, you know, against the vaccines for whatever reason. That, that just is and the way and the way politics and partisanship is now mixed up in vaccine uptake. Right. Just it just makes the whole thing, you know, incomprehensible. That's what I was going to say, is that I really wonder if this whole thing hadn't become so politicized, if people wouldn't be lining up to take the vaccine. Actually, Trump is okay with the vaccine. Yeah. And the booster. Now Trump came out against DeSantis today because DeSantis won't admit whether he was boosted or not. And Trump's like, what are you, what are you a coward for? You should tell people whether you are or you aren't. Trump's, Trump's being smart right now, I think, in, in, in hugging the vaccine. Well, he's, I mean, he's, he's running for president again. He's distinguishing himself God. from these nutty anti-vaxxers. Um, 
if, if we don't want to continue to talk about the vaccine, I, I'd like to mention that Al Lubell uh, is now officially back in New York City. Is that correct, Al? I don't know. Is there such a thing as official in terms of where you're located? <laughs> well, OK, official may not be the word, but but yes, I think you, you're, you're something official. Uh, if you're if you if you have if you spend enough days there that you, your domicile is there and you have to 183 days a year. Or have you exactly? So I'm not officially. Have back. you made the I decision? Got back, I got back last week. Have you made so the no, decision? I'm not officially. Back. OK, but have you made the decision to stay? I am very bad with decisions. I don't know. How do you even know you've made a decision? If the next moment you change your mind, was it really a decision? Mm-hmm. I, Interesting philosophically, but but <laughs> you're unofficially back, though, for sure. But but are you actively searching for permanent lodging in New York? I, ha- I have. Well, again, I guess it's philosophical to say what is permanent. But uh, yes, I have permanent lodging compared to what you you're a lot nicer person than I thought you were. No offense. Yeah. But last week you were helping me with the Airbnb thing. You patiently sat down with me. Right. And I never saw that side of you. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, I was like, wow, you know, because I'm such a negative person, I assume. Because one time, remember, you were thinking of renting me a room in your apartment. Do you remember that? I came. You probably don't even remember this. I came by to look at a room. But I don't have a room, Al, unless it's we put you in the in the in the in the bathroom years ago. And who left your Dunnigan, Kyle Dunnigan? That's right. Yeah. Okay. so so. okay, maybe I did. I don't recall that. But yeah, I came over. But anyway, whatever. My point is, I guess you weren't that great. Am I allowed to talk about this? I guess so. Well, it was nothing bad. You weren't in a great mood. Okay. Not that you expected a dinner party or whatever. So what? So what happened? No, I, I didn't rent. I don't remember what happened. I didn't end up renting a room there. My point is, I was very, I was really impressed with how nice you were. With well, you. Al, Al, I was looking for a place. Now, had I been nicer, I'd offer just stay on my couch. I didn't do that. I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did. I did. I, but I did offer you. Um, to, to loan you money for the hotel. Yes, I was very impressed with that. Um, and, but I was even more impressed that I declined. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, Dan's actually, all right, Al. Dan's all right. Yeah, he really is. I was really, I mean, you were patient. You helped me go through it. You know, I really couldn't have done it myself. I just, I was too anxious and nervous. So you went and ended up going back to the hotel in Yonkers? Yeah, so 140 a night, a nightmare. And then, but I ended up finding Airbnbs like hostels, you know, in the city. On Did you know 8th Avenue and like 28th Street is like a hostel center for like, there's an interfaith hostel, there's Southern hostel. By hostel, he means like a, a place where you lodge, not that it's hostel. Right, right. Hostel. Yeah, and so I stayed a few nights in these places. Uh, it, was, it only came to like 60 a night. And so now you found a place? Where have you found yes, a place? I found a place. It's up in uh, Yonkers. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be living in Yonkers. Yeah, I am actually living in I have to go. I have one, I have one last question for Al. You got to continue because we started late and I, and I have uh, familiar obligations. How are your sets going these days, Al? Well, pretty good. I was at, uh, coincidentally, I mean, uh, let's see. I mean, it sounds like you're asking me because you know I, these last two. No, 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 I, do, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, this is a guileless. Uh, oh, that's uh, OK, right. It sounds like a Nazi question. How are your sets going? <laughs> I have reviewed them earlier this morning on tape. How do you think they went? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, yeah, actually, they ironically, they have been comedy seller sets. There was a Monday night at the the uh, the, the the weather, the other one, the what's it called? I want to write some joke about the comedy seller at the village underground, the seller at the underground. It seems to du- duplicate, you know, two uh, two with the same thing should explode into a positive like an above the roof thing. You know, like <laughs> a physics joke, you know, the seller underground. It's like it's too much underground, you know, the seller at the underground. I mean, it's not terrible. Really, that's not terrible, Al. Maybe there's something there. <laughs> right. That's right. Which means it, that means it's no good. <laughs> that's right. But they have been actually going well. I've been getting more. Uh, com- I'm actually fine. My, in L.A., it's just hard to get stage time. And also, 
I don't even have the interest in it. I got to get in my car and drive there. And there's something about the energy in LA. I don't even want to perform. But here, you know, there's something about the energy. Uh, and I actually find myself thinking about my jokes during the day because I've actually performed at night. So uh, I think they are going better. I'm getting more confident. It's like other comics have said this. You, in order to be a comedian, you actually have to be doing it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm doing it more here. So I feel it's going better. Well, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a big town, a big fan. And I, I always have been a big fan and I think you're a big talent. And I, you know, I, I know you have your ups and downs, but I, I really hope that it works out. And I hope you, you, you do great because I'm happy. I'm really happy that you're back. Can I just give the audience a teaser of one of my favorite Alu Bell jokes? He says he goes on stage and says, I'm Alu Bell. Alu Bell. He repeats his name over and over again, like a lunatic. But that's, and then he says, you know, what's funny is the more I say I'm Alu Bell, the more you're thinking, who is this guy? <laughs> That's a little teaser. I hope you don't mind, Al. No, we can cut it out, but I want to give oh, the people. Oh, wait, wait, Al, Al, Al. Go ahead. Tell, 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 tell. What, what do you remember about this guy? Say, say it, say it. And he did the thing where the heart stops and he don't die thing. Say oh, thank you. Yeah. Heart, your you heart see? beats, it beats, it beats. Your heart stops and you don't die. Very good. Uh, <laughs> you. you see that? Thank you, you very it. much. I'm glad. That's it. Thank you. I, I hope you continue not to die. <laughs> I thought he meant the joke about the airplane where the guy has a heart attack. No, I'm talking. He's talking about your heart beats. It beats. It beats. But what's it doing in between? Beat, non-beat, beat, non-beat, beat, non-beat. If you died the second your heart stopped beating, everybody would walk around like, because hm, 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 hm. my joke is like, you don't die the second your heart stops beating because your heart's always stopping beating because it beats non-beat, beat, beat non-beat. Right. <laughs> right? That's what it is. I have to hope that my heart is beating. You may say, obviously, my heart is beating because I'm alive. Yeah, but you don't die the second your heart stops beating. It takes a second or two. My heart, my, my heart could have stopped beating right now. Okay, it didn't. But it could have. You do not die the second your heart stops beating. You don't even pass out the second your heart stops beating. You don't pass out the second your heart stops beating. Your heart beats. It beats. It beats. But what's it doing in between? Beat, non-beat, beat, non-beat, beat, non-beat, beat, non-beat, beat, non-beat. So you don't pass out the second your heart stops beating. If people pass out the second their heart stops beating, everybody would walk around like... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, chill, yeah, no, yeah, younger people do like my humor. I think it's... Uh, Absolutely. Uh, thank you. Also, Manny's a special kind of a kid. He's not your everyday average young man that's passive aggressive against al al, al called it like, like yeah. he's got he's got he's got to undercut it right he can't help it he can't no. say, yeah I'll feel it. well he doesn't really feel well but but no it's the not undercutting it it's saying al's not a kid act al's an act for adults that spent that kids with special intellect can appreciate no i don't i that's why i think you're wrong i think that kids appreciate because it's wholesome in a way uh, there, there's something it's, it's like it, it's wholesome and and kids enjoy wholesome funny jokes you know right, it's also i think stuff that kids would think about it when they're kids it's yeah. on kids minds thoughts like that yeah because yeah, i yeah. think i know th i don't know what i am i think i have a tendency to keep thinking like a kid because i never wanted to grow up so maybe i'm some still connected a lot to right kid thoughts. that's interesting all right i have to go i gotta read my i gotta proofread my daughter's assignment so so I can get a good grade tomorrow. Okay, bye. Um, all right, bye. Now we're going to probably wrap it up anyway. No, dude, that's fine. Okay, bye. But we'll wrap it up without. That was the great Noam Dorman. He's uh, he's coming at us via Zoom. Did we mention that that he was? They probably could figure it out anyway because maybe the sound was a little bit 
less yeah, clear. I don't know. Okay. But Noam is uh, in hiding, is in COVID quarantine. I mean, he doesn't have COVID. He's trying to avoid COVID. So he has not been coming in. So he'll, oh, he did mention that he might come in Monday for the music. I hope he doesn't immediately get Omicron. Al, what, what would you sing if you could sing on Monday with the band? Yeah, that's, uh, how could you expect me to answer that right now? I mean, you just asked me and, and within one second, I'm supposed to come up with an answer. Well, a lot of people that are singers have songs <laughs> that they really like to sing. I'm not a singer. I can sing, I guess, in some. But you said to me, you, you, you like to sing. You wanted singer. to sing with the band. Did I ever say I'm a singer? Okay, but if you want to sing with the band, perhaps you have something in mind to sing. Perhaps uh, this song, okay, a duo. I haven't rehearsed it, but I'd like to sing this song. There's an incredible duo with uh, Peter Weller. I only learned about him because I lived in England for a few years. He's a big British singer. And Amy Winehouse, who everyone knows, they do a duo of an old jazz, uh, blues standard from like the 40s or 50s called uh, Come Back to Me or something like that. Don't Go to Strangers. I encourage people to watch. Jules Holland is a famous English producer. It's the Jules Holland band. It's incredible, like 60 pieces. Well, not in that style. Okay. But, it, <laughs> but it's it's this magic. To me, it's magical watching the way the camera moves around. You see these different band members and these two unbelievable singers sing Don't Go to Strangers. It's well, I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take a listen. I have I'd like to sing. That's my fantasy to do both their parts. Oh, Winehouse yeah. and Weller to sing that song at Noam's, but I'd have to rehearse that. I don't think it'd be ready by Monday. Do you know that song, Nicole? You're a very young person. I do not. I, I have to say, I'm not necessarily into jazz, that kind of shit. I, you know, I, like, it, I don't like jazz because it doesn't have a melody, usually yeah, jazz. Yeah. But I would call this blue. Blues can have a good- Oh, blues, sure. Blues this has yeah. a beautiful melody. Da, 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 that's not the song. Okay. But, this but that's why when I think of blues, I think of that. <laughs> you think of strippers when you think of blues, old strippers. I think Burlesque of Lascac. I think of an old black guy going to Daniel. I ain't got the blue. You know, there are other songs. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you, Al. We're glad you're back. We hope you stay back. Thank it's you. good to see you. Thank you very much. You know, now you might have noticed we have a comedy table where all the comics sit downstairs at the comedy cellar at oh. the at the Olive Tree Cafe. Right. I almost never sit there. Yeah, because there's only so many comics I get along with. But Al is a comic with whom I get along. It's good to have him back for that reason. Oh, thank you. I don't sit there either because I don't really know a lot of the new the comics since I've been gone. You know, so I don't feel that, you know, comfortable sitting there. But I've sat with you. I've only been there. Like and I helped you with the Airbnb. Thank you very much. Um, how'd you like this episode, Nicole? It was great. Do you think so? Or are you just kind of humoring me? No, I, I'm not humoring you at all. You did a great job. What, what what now of the following topics? What did you like the best? Bob Saget, Al's documentary um, or the COVID stuff? I can definitely say COVID's in last, but the other stuff was very interesting. OK, she's, does she sound sincere to you, Al? Yeah, she said. But how many other times did she said great? And she always says great. Um, yeah, because what she's not going to go on the air and be like that. But, but, but that's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. I don't care. She doesn't have to say it. I don't. It's not what she's saying. It's how she is saying it. I mean, my voice really doesn't leave this tone ever. I could be having the time of my life. And that's why you're impenetrable. <laughs> yeah. But I am having the time of my life. So just know that. But have you ever said sometimes it's great in the same tone? You always say in the same tone, but you didn't really mean it. Um, hmm. Maybe not today, though. I had a good time. <laughs> no, I know you didn't. OK, not today, but other times you might have. 
I can attest to the fact that Nicole liked this because she likes the comedian episodes the best. She likes those. She much prefers those. Nicole, correct me if I'm wrong, to the, you know, sort of science or journalist guests that we have on. As do I personally. I love the comedy. Well, I think both have their place, but I think Noam gets a little too into details that that, you know, I, I that that I think he goes a little too deep. He, his, you know, anyway, Actually, uh, I, I'm not kissing his ass, but I remember being impressed with how he could logically think of things. I'd like analyze all the points and very professorial approach. He's a bright guy. No question. Um, we have we will see you next time. Uh, Periel Ashenbrand, you can find her books on my knees and the only bush I trust is my own on Amazon. Correct. Similarly, you can find my book, Alan. I don't know if you know, I wrote a book. No one mentioned it. I know you said the title so fast. I didn't hear Iris Spiro before COVID. What's this the, for Iris Spiro? That's the name of the main character. And before uh, COVID, COVID is when it takes place. It, it's Iris Spiro. He's a comic. And it's before COVID. So what else would I call it? So it's it's fictional. Yet it's there's, fa- about, there's uh, fact. It's 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 got some factual basis to it. It explores the world of comedy and it ends with Ira, our hero, if you will, going into lockdown with his. Well, I don't want to give away the surprise, but he he goes into lockdown at the end of the novel. And it's so it's Ira Spiro before COVID. Um, you know, it would be very impressive. Yeah. You wrote this novel before COVID happened. I, I, well, I, I started it before COVID. happened. Yeah, but you didn't have the ending. You didn't That's have, correct. But wouldn't it be amazing if you had the ending? Well, then I'd be then I'd be uh, Nostradamus. <laughs> but I mean, Nostradamus that actually knows what he's talking about, because I, I don't think Nostradamus actually did. But um, yes, I would be a soothsayer, right? But which so- would which I wouldn't like to be, because to know the future, you would you would go crazy. I mean, you could make a lot of money in the stock market, but ultimately you would jump off a bridge because you can't live like that. But at least, you know, it's going to happen. Right. It would also be illegal. <sighs> oh, that, well, no, now it's legal. Oh, if you attempted to jump off. Well, bridge, I, it would be I, I don't think they would prosecute you for it. Um, so my book, Iris Spear Before COVID, is available on Amazon. And you can get on Kindle, you can get four free chapters uh, so that you can decide whether it's uh, look who reads anymore. Let's face it. I mean, but, you know, that's great for you. That's great. They're giving. Four. I think they give you four. Yeah, I think they give you four. Um, and also Al's documentary. You can and Al's documentary mentally Al, a play on the words mentally ill. Obviously, I mean, I don't have to explain that to you people. I mean, you're not that dumb. <laughs> mentally Al. Available on YouTube. And a few others and other streaming platforms. Just Google mentally Al. Al Lubell very funny. You can come see him. I'm there tonight. I'm there actually at the, the, the you come to get the heck. Well, if this is airing tomorrow, but get in your time machine <laughs> and come back to today and see Al Lubell. He's also performing at the Blue Note Cafe, an evening of jazz with Al Lubell. Oh, wait, actually, is airing tomorrow. I made that up, I, by the way. I will be at the cellar Friday and Saturday. At, OK, what's that room? fat lady, something or other. What's the fat, fat black, black pussy cat. OK, I'll be there Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. The fat lady. They're probably <laughs> tickets available. Normally we're sold out, but in, in it's it's winter and it's COVID. So sometimes there's available seats anyway. The shows are good whether Al's on them or not. But if you but uh, but it's obviously in a special treat when he is. I only said fat lady because isn't there a phrase with the, the operating over until the fat lady in basketball? There was a, it's operating not over to the fat lady. lady. Yeah. That's correct. Yes. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time on Live from the Table. Bye.